Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You For A Second? As always, I am Ashley Young, here with my girl Shay. But we have a special guest bringing back to the podcast, Bachelor Nation's own Dustin Kendrick. Dustin, we miss you, buddy. What's up? Did you guys just steal me for a second? <gasps> oh my god, I butchered the segue. I butchered it. Oh my god, we missed the dad joke. Feels good to be back, guys. Feels good to I- see you guys. What if we were chit-chatting a little before we started recording, um, but for everyone that loved us digging into your personal life every week, what have you been up to? How are your DMs? Uh, my DMs? DMs have come down a bit since, you know, from back then, but um, I've been good. I've just been, like everyone else, trying to stay sane, taking nice long walks, bike rides. Recently just went to a couple patios, which was like mind-blowing to just... Endorphins were just going crazy. So um, I've been good, though. How have you guys been? Uh, great. You know, all things <laughs> considered. It's, it's like a catch-22. You're like, I've been good, but also there's just so much going on um, in the world that I don't know if I've grasped what word I want to use when people ask me that. I but feel you. I, you know, uh, Shay and I, we've been talking about it, complaining on this podcast, as we love to do. Um, but we wanted to kind of welcome you on today, A, because we've missed you, obviously, but also we want a little insider take on some of the wheels that have been turning in Bachelor Nation. Um, right. And since we've recorded last week, last week we were talking about this petition that came to light, and this week we've seen the results of said petition. So before we get too carried away, uh, go back in time about a week ago, and we see this petition come to life. For that's sure. calling for change. Um, can you take us to the moment where you first saw that petition and your immediate reaction to it? Yeah, they had they had actually messaged me before, um, maybe like a couple of days before it was going to go live. And when I first saw it, I was just, you know, my first reaction was like, absolutely. I'm 100% down for this. This is something that needs to be done. Should have been done a long time ago, but um, there's no better moment than now to kind of push this. So. Um, Yeah, I was all for it, Um, signed it, pushed it out there for everyone else to see. Um, Yeah, I think it's important, you know. Um, You know, there's so much in our world, and I feel like the Bachelorette kind of just shows one demographic of people, and it just needs to show everything. And if they do do this, too, which, I mean, they got a black lead, but, you know, build more diversity, it's a whole new audience that people start to – watch and it's um all around good in my opinion and so something that oh go ahead Shay. by the end of the week that matt james would be sort of the new the new the next bachelor and he's black and everyone was like this is has to be one of the most efficient petition to result turnarounds entertainment has ever seen uh, but something that i found super interesting uh and ashley I know you and i have talked about this a little bit that before Peter's season, there was a lot of hype around Mike being potentially the next Bachelor, but they went they went with someone who is like Bachelor family, but not an alum. What do yeah. you think about that? Um, I think, well, as they say in Bachelor Nation, there are no rules. Anything could happen, and that's their game. But um, I think Matt's a great choice. Um, you know, people have known about him ever since, you know, Tyler, you know, hit the scene. They've been irre- irreceptible. Well, 
they've been together since day one. They're best friends. They went to college together. Um, so people have known about Matt for a while now. And um, I just think he's a great guy. Uh, great choice by Bachelor Nation. I think they should have waited a little bit just to, I feel like they just were feeling the pressure and just kind of, okay, okay, we could do this rope and just made it happen right now. But they should have gave it some time. But he's a great choice, though. Great candidate. You know, he seems like a good guy. I've seen him on TikTok. He looks like he's yeah. a good time. He's got a great personality. But it's no secret that I am biased to someone you know very well. <laughs> is, is it aggressive to say that, you know, perhaps a certain other Bachelor alum was robbed of the spotlight? Am I being too harsh? Um, I don't think you're being too harsh. Um, I think, you know, uh, Mike would have been a great candidate as well. Um, I just don't know why necessarily they didn't pick him. I don't know if, like, I, I just don't know. It's kind of confusing. And uh, I think he's confused about it as well. Um, but I don't know. It doesn't, I mean, he did, I feel like he did get robbed too. But I don't know. What can you do? Well, it's like women all the time you see, it's like you can't have both. We always love to pit women against each other. So I feel yeah. guilty sticking like, <laughs> these two awesome guys, like pitting them against each other. But yeah. I think it's just, we know, you know, like what Mike has to offer. He's got a great personality and he's been, he's someone that people have been advocating for, for a long time. So, you know, I think what this petition says is let's not just check a box. Let's reevaluate our standards and our norm, our norms moving forward. So I don't know, maybe we'll see Mike in another season or. Hey, yeah. I'm sure this won't be the last. Yeah, I'm sure this won't be the last, um, you know, Black Bachelor. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Mike down the road, too. Um, maybe that's their game plan. Maybe they want to stir up talk and surprise everybody with Mike down the road and everyone's just going to So who knows? And there is something to the casting of Matt. I mean, you guys, he's been very familiar to people that are, are deep in, like, the broader Bachelor Nation where they follow everyone on Instagram and, like, they're all in on that, but like I'm not on TikTok, and I, I don't tell him this, but I don't follow Tyler on Instagram, so like I have no idea who. I I'm gonna tell him real quick. Who. I'm gonna tell him real quick. <laughs> we found someone that doesn't follow you. He was continue. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like I, so when it, he was announced, I was like, I don't know that name, and then once I googled him, I was like, oh yeah, like he's Tyler's friend, and he's the one that was cast, um, sort of as one of Claire's bachelors, and like. I put it together, but I wonder if there's something about going with someone that is not a former cast member that maybe speaks to sort of trying to create like a fresh start as far as like acknowledging that even with sort of casting efforts in the past. Um, I mean, I think we saw this with like Rachel's blog post that like it, it doesn't sort of stop there. And so maybe casting him is kind of an effort for like, we're going to, we're going to start with somebody relatively new and try to get it right from the jump. Yeah, you know, I think it's a great start, but there's so much more that needs to be done. You know, there needs to be um, more diverse people that get chosen to go on these shows. Um, I, they also wanted more diverse, um, like, uh, producers, people behind the camera, um, executive producers, just all around. I think that's what they want. And it would, I mean, it's kind of nice. I kind of feel like, you know, with me and Mike, Mike left one episode after me. And it's almost feels, well, 
not too many people remember me. It's like, okay, was there only room for one token black guy on there that got room or what was the deal, you know? I was the guy that made it to the top nine and yet people were like, who's that guy again? So um, a lot of changes still need to be done about airtime as well for the diverse um, cast members too. So it's a start though. We got Matt James as the first Black Bachelor. It's a start and uh, hopefully it uh, continues. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they make any sort of announcement about sort of either additional producer hires and then once the show airs, um, like you kind of spoke to, like the storylines and these sort of tropes and whatever that they that they lean into, if they can be better on that front as well. Yeah. Curious Something to you too. said in the beginning when we were first talking about this was it's better, like it might be late, but it's better now to just, like change is always welcome, I guess is what I'm trying to, you said it much more eloquently than that. <laughs> change is always welcome. Um, what changes do you want to see moving forward? Like this is, this is historic. It's really exciting to see, but it can't just be a checked box and we forget about it. You know, if you had the microphone right now in front of bachelor executives, what are the changes that you'd like to see moving forward? Yeah, kind of like just what I touched on, you know, let's not have just one token black person that gets airtime. Let's, you know, let's give a airtime to those that, you know, deserve it, that those that, you know, are on there for the right reasons. And also, like, let's get more diverse people in there. Let's get all around just more diversity in the whole show. You know, America's just not white. And pretty much the Bachelor Bachelorette was pretty much showing that America is just white and uh, we got to do more. You know, I don't think, I think there's only been one biracial couple at the end and that was because Lindsay was the lead and that was it. You know, you're getting people that, uh, that are leads that have never even dated anyone outside their race before until they actually came on the show. So um, I think it'd be good to get people that are, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You guys know I get stumped on words. Shay's got all the words. I, I mean, always go to Shay. I know, right? But <laughs> I, it's, I'm like, it make would, me sound smarter. <laughs> but it would just be nice to see people that have, you know, dated black people, uh, Latino people, uh, you know, um, Asia, just all around, you know, people that are, I don't want to say experience in dating, but, you know, it's just, I don't want to say they've been around either, but you, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> In around, that's your petition. I think bachelor criteria. You guys get what I'm saying, though. Absolutely. Well, it's it's it feels almost like showy for people to like throw them onto the national stage, and I don't know. You want people that can speak to a genuine experience. They're not there for it to be an experiment, I guess. For sure, absolutely. I think it speaks to as well, like what we sort of keep saying. Like this needs to be something that they're addressing and building from like foundational like from sort of the casting to the producers to the storylines like it's it's not just casting someone that's like open to dating a black man though that seems absolutely essential for matt's season but also i don't know i it reminded me of the love is blind storyline um oh, yeah. and i'm blanking on their names um but the oh, man you guys watch the show too the white dude that was in the black woman and when he was talking to her father and he was like have you ever dated a black woman before like is this entirely new to you Cam and lauren right yeah cameron yeah i love them and like it was an element of that relationship and a significant sort of part of it that it wasn't 
or that he he was like you said experienced in that regard that this wasn't brand new for him yeah. Um, so yeah I think and that's like are they asking those questions in the interviews is it like how thoroughly are they doing their prep to make sure that this is a for season sure. that has potential for success I, I think they've only I think they only asked me uh, when I did it what's your type and I'm like I, I like you know all types of women but I don't think they get in the details of like they should do this because it's kind of I don't know if they should or should have but like was your ex, you know, the same race as you? Was she something different? Like, kind of get into those details as well, maybe, just to see. Yeah, because you're being very vulnerable on these shows. Like, we love to, you know, shit talk them and make fun of people on our television screens, but they're human beings who are opening yeah. themselves up to a very vulnerable experience. And I hope that the vetting process for casting opens doors for a more diverse cast but also creates a safe space for everyone involved because I don't really want to see, you know, racist people on my television, but they're out yeah. there. They're and out so there. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm curious how, you know, you can candidly cast and genuinely cast a, a you know, just normal group of individuals. So I don't know. I don't know what the answers are, but that's like, do it. You're past you. How many seasons have there been? Like, why are we talking about this now? Too many. Too many. Too many. Too many. too many. I don't know, but I'm excited. And I don't know. I'm excited. For, I was, we love Peter dearly as a human, but a season not so great. And we've been robbed of new seasons. So I'm excited to have something to look forward to that's fresh and different. And it sounds corny. But it's inspiring to me to see change unfold in real time. So I'm yeah, little, for sure. Oh, it makes me feel good. Like, hello. It yeah, it should be a, a very high rating like season yeah. for sure. I would say. Um, I told Matt. I actually called him that day. I found out I was talking to him and Tyler, and I told him like, you know, you're like the new Obama. Like that's that's <laughs> who you. You're the new Obama. So <laughs> you got this, but just know you're the new Obama. Oh yeah. my God, that's some high praise. Did he take that? Yeah. Like that? Sure. <laughs> that's pressure. It is pressure, though. You know, you're the first black bachelor. You're Obama. Yeah. Was he like, dude? I wish you didn't tell me that. I don't know. He's starting cracking. I don't think he said. Do we have a guest? Sophie, come here. Sophie, come here. Come here. One I know second. this is a podcast, but we are on camera. So if you're listening oh. to the audio of this, I'm sorry. This is self-serving. I'm sorry. Look she's, at being, her. she's being grouchy. Aww. Say hi. Say hi. <laughs> Hello. No, she's done. She's done. She's perfect. That's incredible. Dustin, I'm excited for all the changes in Bachelor Nation, but we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you a little bit more about your quarantine with a certain couple and all of your, your experiences on TikTok. Um, for sure. Yeah, what was that like? Kind of camping up with everyone. Um, it was fun. Um, third wheel, really hard, really hard. <laughs> I mean, I will never go on a third wheel date ever again in my life after this. Uh, but they're great. They were fun. Uh, we had a good time. We were just like all roommates. Sophie, shh. Can you guys hear that? Can you hear her? Yes. <laughs> Stop, girl. But, uh, yeah, they're great people. It was fun. We, we were just trying to keep ourselves sane and did a lot of funny TikToks. We even have more that haven't even been shown yet. And um, who knows, you might hear them sometimes. It was oh my fun. God. 
That's incredible. No, I enjoyed watching your journey, um, watching you guys kind of, I was wondering, I love third wheeling. I think it's fun, but I can imagine. Dude, not, not for like a month or two. That's a little oh. too much. You set the bar way too high for what is tolerable. I know. If you, look third, if you look third wheel in the dictionary or you Google it, my face comes right up. <laughs> All right, Justin. I think we got a lot to look forward to here in Bachelor Nation. Any closing thoughts before we wrap up here? Ah, closing thoughts. No, I'm excited too. Um, hopefully, change continues, and um, yeah, way to see this. Hold them accountable. That's what hold I them think accountable. We we're gonna hold them accountable. All right, Justin. It was great to see you. Thank you so Good much to see you guys for hopping too. back on to chat with us. Yeah. And we are looking care. forward to some more TikTok. Oh, they'll be there. All right. Thanks, dude. Talk soon. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Thank you to Dustin Kendrick for hopping back on the pod. Uh, Sophie making an appearance as well. You heard her getting her airtime. Uh, but there's another dating show. We're taking a little break from Bachelor World as they're airing their greatest of all time seasons, which we admittedly were not a huge fan of. We took to Netflix. Shay and I, we watched season two of Dating Around. If you're unfamiliar with the show, um, the short premise is that these people go on five blind dates and they like splice the five dates. So you get like quick snapshots of each one. Um, the best way to describe it, I think, is you're a fly on the wall. Mm -hmm. It's very candid. If you're looking for a fairy tale ending, this isn't the show for you because there's a lot of awkward first date energy. So from what I remember watching the first season, I genuinely enjoyed that and seeing people be weird and on blind dates and awkward energy. But season two, I don't know if I'm in a different headspace these days, Shay, but I just wasn't into it. I So my brief dating around journey was like years ago when the first season came out, I was like, mm, a Netflix dating show, pass, like I'm good. Uh, and then, you know, Love is Blind, like, opened my eyes to, like, like, no, like, this, this could be good. Like, this could be, like, excellent dating show drama. So I was, I wouldn't say I was hyped for Dating Around, but I did think it would, like, be a thing. And so I started watching it, and I, I was seeing, like, the first two or three, I think three episodes of the first season, and then the second season came out, and I knew we were going to talk about it, so I was like, I'm going to start with, <laughs> I'm going to just jump to the second season. And they are uh, like anthology on a season level. So it's one person per episode. So you can kind of jump around and that is not, there's no like overarching arc. Um, and it was, I mean, I can see why it hasn't sort of cracked the Netflix top 10 or anything like that. And like, yes, there's a lot of other things going on um, in the world uh, that's, you know, deserving of her attention more than dating around. So I'm not sitting here being like, why isn't it in the top 10? But I think it makes sense because I think, and I love when the answer is this simple, like it's not good. And like, <laughs> I, there's the awkwardness element of it that is like, actually, like you said, like it's, you're watching people go on first dates, which are inherently awkward. And so you just, you have to sit with that. You have to sit, sit with them, like, going through the, oh, what do you do? Where are you from? Blah, blah, blah. And then the way it's cut, it's like he or she does drinks, dinner, and then, like, after drinks, late night or whatever. And you see it all at once. So you see – you don't see a date all the way through. You see a bunch of people having drinks, and it cuts back and forth. 
And so you both hear him ask the same question like four or five times to different people, but also sometimes like conversation won't end and then it'll be a different one. And like, I like to multitask when I watch reality shows because they don't deserve my full attention. Sorry. Um, and it was, it was like a little weird and distracting, but mostly just not an enjoyable experience. And then, yeah, at the end of it, they get to pick a person to go on a second date with and the reveal of who they pick also makes no sense. At least in the episodes I saw and it's like, I don't, I don't feel like I have any sense of who these people are or what their deal is or the strength of one date versus the other. So it was just, it was a lot of like, I, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No. Like, I think you're on, if you're someone that likes structure and character development, this is not the show for you. It's their 25 minute episodes. It's one main character dating, you know, five individuals. You don't get a taste of everything. I'm with you that it wasn't for me, but I'll spin it a little bit here. If you are incredibly nosy like myself, (laughs) it's kind of fun to be a fly on the wall and see how polite word, interesting, gut feeling weird people are. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's to a question like, tell me about yourself. Most people would be like, you know, I'm from New Jersey and this is what I do for a living. But you have people just divulging like way too much personal information. And I love that. I love the chaos. I love the discomfort. And, you know, it's not for everyone, but I think it's kind of fun because to me, it normalizes experiences that I've had in my life where you meet someone and you're like, is it me that we're not clicking? Or am I the weird one for being put off by that comment but to see these dates unfold in some of the conversations I like seeing that genuine human interaction and there are some truly nuts things that people say that make (laughs) it makes me wish more people on my timeline were watching it so that I could get the screenshots without watching it but like in one of them in the second season like early in the night this woman asks the guy she's with like, oh, like, so you're, like, probably what, like, lower middle class? Like, who asks that? Yes. <laughs> like, there's some questions that they say and some responses that are just, like, like you said, like, it's it's amazing, like, flying the wall, like, oh, my God, like, a, a real human being said that to another human being on a first date. Um, but I just feel like the proportion of those moments to, like, the whole show is not not quite doing, not quite justifying itself for me. No, and you know, we're, we're no, it's no secret that producers edit things to skew you a certain way. But like you said, some of these comments that come up, one guy, um, he's on the date and he's like, I believe in life, people are either homicidal crazy or suicidal crazy. And you just hope that they harm themselves and not you. And that was deeply disturbing on so many levels that I almost, I like went back, listened to it again and was like, did he say that? Is she about to leave this date? But they went out for drinks after the date. Like, they bounced back. But this man, I think his name was, like, True. I don't know what his name was. Who cares? Because he's crazy. And he had the whole date was like that, where he was just very aggressive with his beliefs that I don't know I would have felt safe sitting on the other side of the table from him. So that's a great example of why I wish you got each date in full sequence. Because, like, I want to see how we got there. And I want to see how we got to going to dinner. Cause like it will do things like we'll, we'll drop that bit 
and then it'll go to you know a different dinner day and a different dinner day and then it'll be like title card drinks and you'll see that couple still together and you're like whoa, 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 whoa why is she still there <laughs> exactly and yeah you're like wait this doesn't add up I thought the tension was like uncomfortable yeah. but like you said it's fly on the wall and I think it speaks to when your friend is dating someone that you don't vibe with and you're like how is this still a thing seeing these dates unfold you're like people like what they like sometimes people just welcome the chaos into their lives there was one episode, I don't know if you saw this one, but the main character, the guy going on the dates, um, his name was Ben. Yes. And, oh, God bless Ben. Um, ben, you think, if you think you've been nervous on a date or in life in general, go watch Ben's episode and that's nervous energy. He yeah. was awkwardly laughing, like inappropriately, loudly. He was stuttering, just very, you know, nervous. To the point where I almost skipped the episode, but out of integrity for the podcast, I kept it on. It was that bad. It was, it was rough. And I feel like I did uh, like a Twitter search afterwards. I was curious to see like what the reaction was to his episode. It was kind of, from what I saw, like split between people being like, his nervous energy is like so hard to watch, but like super endearing. And like, you just want, you just just want him to be happy. Uh, but also recognition that, like, Lord, that would be a tough date to, like, sit through if you sort of aren't at least in the same ballpark of personality or whatever. Um, but I, I – did you ever watch the show, the show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? No. He is ex- an exact character on that show. Like, there's <laughs> a character named Daryl, and he is – maybe a little like a little more polished in the sense that he's scripted but it, I was like I was watching this I was like this is this is Daryl like we're watching Daryl go on uh five blind dates but another thing I loved about Ben's episode was what and this again I think speaks to um you know like you said like the fly on the wall I feel like this stuff happens or like it's real or whatever he's on a date and he's talking to this woman and she's a student at the university that he teaches at. And like, he, she says that she says she's a student there first before he responds. And you can just see on his face, just like, uh, uh, and like the date goes on for a little bit longer before he ends up being like, I don't like, this is like, I don't feel comfortable like moving forward or whatever. (laughs) It was like that. And like, I feel like there are these specific moments of like really good TV, but as a whole, I just I feel like I can't can't recommend it. It's good background TV if you truly are not invested in anything. Like you just need something to play and peek up every now and then and be like, did they just say that? But <laughs> that I don't know. Season one, I remember. I think I was. It was novel. The novelty of it. I was interested in this concept of. You know, it's quick paced. I don't have the best attention span. Okay, snackable episodes. It was interesting to me. And what caught me in season one was the the cast was diverse. Mm-hmm. And going back to, you know, what we just talked about with Dustin, you watch The Bachelor unfold. It looks very different than when I go to like a bar in Chicago, you know, or if I'm out in the city, what I see around me and my experiences don't look like my television screen. And I think dating around did a really cool job of covering a lot of different identities and that really spoke to me that it felt more real season two might have been too real with me because it was just like a little 
more uncomfortable than not watching these awkward first dates. But I do think it's a step in the right direction showing dating shows that there are more than just, you know, Miss USA contestants that can compete for love. And to clarify for viewers that haven't seen the show, like when Ashley says diversity, she means like across sort of every angle where it's, there's a wider array of um, races and sexual identities and ages, both for the lead and also the people that they're placed on dates with, uh, which does like, there was a episode in the first season, I can't remember who, but it was like, there is, again, like we were saying with Dustin, like there is potential conflict there because like these are bona fide blind dates. Um, so I think, yeah, like to your point, it's, it is an under, not underrated, but like it, it is, that is definitely in um, its strengths. It's, yeah. So I think as I'm sitting here, like advocating, like, do better Bachelor Nation, cast stronger, you know, pools of people. But also we watch the show where it feels like mixing in a bunch of different people without allowing them the opportunity to, the casting directors to play their part. I don't know what the right answer is because there's a level of comfort that I think people need to feel to make these things come to life. So diversity for the sake of diversity is obviously not genuine. And it's not good TV. I want, I just want Bachelor, you know, the pinnacle dating people have parties every Monday night to watch The Bachelor. I want the diversity that's being, you know, shown in other shows to be a part of Bachelor Nation and the phenomenon that it is. I know I just sound like doe-eyed and dreamy (laughs) because I don't have the answers, but I think this is a show that in season one, it really did kind of, you know, say this is what reality looks like. These are real people. Season two was not so great, but I think, you know, you work through those things. You have multiple seasons for a reason to try and navigate what your audience wants. So I think it's a, it's a strong example for the potential of what opening the doors to your cast can look like. You know, the, the show is not going to implode if, like I said, everyone wasn't a pageant queen in high school. Yeah, absolutely. But so I'll give you one last thought on dating around. Uh, when the first season came out, like I said, I didn't watch it, but one of my friends did. And she was telling me, she was like, and when I did watch the first couple episodes, the Seltzer, she was like, yeah, there's this guy on it, and he does shots with every one of his dates. And she was like, is that a thing straight people do? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no, like, <laughs> like not on any dates I've been on. Um, like, we don't routinely do shots. Um, and so because of that, like, there was a period where anytime we, like, met people or we're at a bar or talked to bartenders, we'd be like, do people, and you, you notice, like, do people take shots on first dates? Is that, like, a thing? Um, and we never really did get a definitive answer there, but I was delighted to see, and I think the first episode of the second season, like, immediately they're ordering shots, and, like, coming from both the sort of main character and then also their dates itched and I was like I this is wild (laughs) no not not my strategy if I'm trying to put my best foot forward but I remember you bringing that up before I was like no that's that's like a coming on too strong also you want to be on your best behavior first date I don't know People are bolder than you and I, I guess. But I think about it all the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, in this, you'll notice too. Going back to how they cut the dates up, it's just a constant stream of what are you drinking? Let's do shots. What are you drinking? So I don't understand if the 
dates are five nights in a row because the main character, the main person is in the same hair, same yeah. makeup, outfit, but there's no way they're drinking all those things in like a 48 hour span or everyone's liver is just more impressive. I don't know. I didn't notice they were in the same outfit, but now that's, I need to like, we need to get Netflix online and figure this out. Cause that's right. You have to be separate nights just logistically. But the, the fact that they're like, you have five separate days, but please wear the exact same thing to every one of them. I'm lucky if I can get, like, both my eyes to match if I put makeup on. You need me to do that five right. dates in a row? No, that's not happening. And honestly, some of those dates, how much they drink, I would need, like, recovery days in between filming. So, well, um, again, with shows like, well, I guess not The Bachelor as much, but like, are you the one in the shows that are where the drinking, where they're just drunk all the time? I'm like, where are the hangovers? Because, <laughs> because they're not seen. It's like, is there just like an IV room that they're like brought to the next day? Um, but that's separate. That's a separate discussion. There has to be. Has to be. I just don't yeah. get how people bounce back. And then I get bitter because I know I would not be a bounce backer. And I would be labeled the, like, miserable dud of a casting because I'm, like, in my room with my hoodie up. So I need yeah. answers, Jay. Yeah, that's, that is, maybe that will be, we'll get someone on the Vansett Entertainment team. That'll be our big investigative breakthrough. Where are the hangovers on reality TV? Oh, you know, we, we covered a lot this episode. Uh, I think more important than hangovers, while I am very invested in finding the answer to that, you know, we have, are watching history unfold in Bachelor Nation with the first black male lead. Super exciting, changes among us. And, you know, dating around wasn't the best thing I watched this week, but I do think that we have a lot to look forward to in the realm of reality television. And uh, hopefully some more good news to talk about in the coming weeks as we see these petitions and the results of them come to life. Uh, I think it's going to wrap it up for this episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? We appreciate you guys uh, listening in, and we hope to talk to you soon. <laughs>